This Hello is and welcome the to Vibes the Bad Vibes Podcast. We're I'm Scott Kelly's friend Andrew Weaver. And I'm Andrew Weaver's friend Scott Kelly. And we're the hosts with the most Prost. of Bad Piper Bad Pipers. We're the Bad Pipers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we'd been doing so good about intros and uh that's our best one yet for sure. <laughs> All right, so this week we got news and then we're going to talk about these amazing Snow White production photos that came out and then after that we're going to do our review of Solo. Yes. That's it. That's it. And then we're also going to get sidetracked many times. Probably. As we do. All right. The news, the newsy news, big news. Actors went on strike. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, in solidarity with the writers. So, hey, you know. Yep. Sounds Pretty like cool. they are also mad about AI. Uh, uh yeah, there. I I was reading. Um, are you a Black Mirror fan? Do you watch Black Mirror at all? God, it took everything in me not to be like, I prefer White Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, uh, yeah, I, I like Black Mirror. I haven't it, watched like the last two seasons. After they did the uh, one episode that was like, it's all connected. I was like, oh, you jumped the shark. I'm done. Oh, I don't, I don't even remember. Some of them, some of them are really forgettable. Um, no, so there, there was like a, a pitch for it sounds like studios or streaming services or, or somebody was like trying to draft up like a whole basically like you for a fraction of what they normally get paid like actors just sign away the rights to their appearance and then they just ai it into they just ai it into the into the movies you know yeah uh, or the shows, uh, which it, uh, I'm bringing Black Mirror up because there was an episode recently. It's like um, everyone in, hates Joan or something like that. Yep, yep. So yeah. um, I don't if you know the premise of it, but this this that's actually the one episode of this season that I watched. Oh, okay, so yeah, it's literally like that's that's the shit they're pulling right now. Is like... I watched it because of uh, uh, not the main girl, but the girl that plays her in the the next level up or whatever. Uh, Salma Hayek? Yeah, I watched it because of Salma Hayek. Oh, are you just uh, you're a big Salma Hayek fan? Not a little one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, either way. I just think that uh, she has a long storied history with acting and that she's got a lot of uh, talent and a lot of uh, appreciable assets. Yeah. And did you know she's like eight or ten years older than Angelina Jolie? Damn, that's wild. And she looks like eight or ten years younger than Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah, she's on that like Jennifer Aniston uh, uh, adrenochrome type shit, you know? No, I just think she's got good genes. Uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to rile up our, uh, our, our, you know, the QAnon conspiracy theorists out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> our one Berliner listener who's a QAnoner. 
just like, yeah, I swear those celebs are just like cutting out, cutting up little kids and just smothering their dude. I don't blood know why. On. This is a little behind baseball right now, or, or whatever the fucking term for it is. But like, we routinely will get like at least one episode or one listen per episode from people in Berlin. I love it. Yeah, I don't know why. We've Berlin, got fans big on the podcast scene. Hey. <laughs> we got fans. Um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that so that 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 just made me think of that. But yeah. I think I think that's part of it is because I know that that was a lot of the writers' issue was like AI and shit just uh, taking over. Yeah, they they, they want to make sure well, their job's secure. Is that in our uh, our one deleted episode that no one will ever hear? Whenever Yumi and Nolan recorded, we talked about like how quickly will this become an issue, right? That's true. I wish we could get that footage back or the the audio for that because yeah. that was a Gone good episode. Forever. Gone yeah, it sucks. Maybe we just redo it. Maybe we we <laughs> we we get a we get a different third guest in, and we just do redo a segment on all on AI and shit. Yeah, I mean, we're about to a point where we could up uh, something. I mean, we've talked about AI before, but um, I need to. I, we should find someone who's like. I feel like I have to have a friend or some sort of connection to someone who's like actively works and like the field yeah maybe at least they're casey she she knows so many people who do random shit yeah. um yeah so i don't know uh, i i think a lot of it too was um as, as far as the writers go it's the royalties they're earning off of streaming because i, don't know, I can't remember whose podcast it was i think it was i think it might have been hassan's or he had some some television writer um on there who was explaining he was like yeah like he wrote something for like cable television he was like yeah like i get my kate like i get my like royalty checks from that they'd be like five ten grand or, or i think he was like i think it was like 20 grand or something something crazy something yeah. absurd and he was just like which that's not really that absurd if you're if you're writing for a, a major major like like show or you know something that's doing well i think you 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 deserve to get you know you should get what you deserve uh but he was explaining that, yeah i think it was like 20 grand or something he was like yeah this was great because like that's just like i use that to like pay my rent like just like yeah. have my rent paid off that way like well that's the thing too right is like people aren't writing something like that seven eight nine times a year it's exactly like so it's like maybe twice yeah so it's like you get that big payday and that that's giving you breathing room to continue your pursuit to continue writing and, and furthering your career. And so he was explaining, he's like, yeah, you get one, you get like a royalty check from like a streaming service, even if it's like something that's huge and streamed uh, super consistently. Uh, he's like, yeah, it's a couple hundred bucks. It's like 500 bucks or something. Yeah. Like it's a fraction of what you used to get from cable television. Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, I don't know what things are, like now, but I remember back in the day, you get like on YouTube, right? YouTube mm -hmm. would be, uh, you'd get like a hundred views and earn like one cent, but yeah. they wouldn't send you a check until you had earned like a certain $10 amount worth. Yeah. Which, when you do the math on that, you're like, oh yeah, I'm not getting a check <laughs> anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> For $10, right? And uh, these streaming services are like 
I think even worse than that, you know? And yeah. that, coupled with the fact that a lot of these shows aren't getting more than like hundred and like hundred thousand, two hundred thousand views, you know, mm-hmm. per episode. Uh things just things aren't what they can or should be. There's also just a glut, like an absolute ton of content out now, you know. Yeah. Well, and um this I think I think this is also uh, I think it was Hassan who I, I was watching explaining this because I think this go, this comes to the um I, did you I, so back in like the the OG days of YouTube like I was a huge Smosh fan I don't know if you watched Smosh um I I Probably remember videos but I didn't yeah. really go out of my way to watch them or anything no, I remember there were there were times I just sit and binge their their videos on YouTube so like I was a fan back then this is like middle school um because that. I don't know, that was kind of the humor back then. Um, and I just remember him talking about... Yeah, was that, like, 20 um, years ago? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> That's literally fucking 20, like, 20 years ago. Coming up Some on, shit yeah. like that. Yeah, holy shit. Because, um, you know, they, they just reunited, like, finally. Or uh, I got recommended a video that was, like, we bought Smosh. Yeah, so... Um, we. Actually, we could get into that. Uh, that, that that's a kind of a good topic to talk about. Uh, but but before we before we move on to that, so Hassan was talking about how like back in the day, like there there was a point. It's not as as much now, but like because you know they had the whole adpocalypse thing happen. But before adpocalypse, YouTubers were fucking raking it in. Like before, like before, like the 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 ad owners like really got kind of you know they yeah, got back win- in the they, Fortnite they, days. Yeah, when when once the ad once the the ad owners and, and the people putting out the ads got wise to like you know some of this not being family friendly content or whatever and they they don't support that that was the, the whole apocalypse thing but like it's insane how much some of those OG YouTubers used to make yeah. but the the Smosh thing was like they got big they were making decent money but they didn't like it, they were kind of like one of the first ones they were definitely like one of like original originals some of the first like ever viral videos and they just didn't know how to further it and there wasn't really a roadmap or any sort of there, there wasn't the resources there are now and so it was kind of like they got an offer from like or, or got with a media company and like they sold to a media company that took them over um yeah and that that was like they started doing it and then Anthony I mean, Padilla. That's the same thing with like Rooster Teeth. Uh, yeah. Well, and then Machinima. Rooster Teeth started buying up a bunch of people. Um, actually, it was in response to Machinima because Machinima uh, yeah. kind of like, if you've been on the internet for any amount of time on that side mm-hmm. of the internet, you've heard tons of people be like, oh, I've got horror stories from like working at Machinima or whatever, you know, and just being like generally a not good atmosphere. Um, yeah. And then that's why people like branched out and went off and did their own thing. Like exactly. you and I are old men. We used to watch the creatures. That's how they got their start. Yeah, uh, they have Cow Chop and all Brett of that. Hundar, who's been in, I think, both of the Crater Clash boxing things, unless he mm-hmm. didn't partake in the second one, because I think he like broke his arm or something. Yeah. Um, that's how he worked for Machinima. Uh, yeah, I remember that. A lot of the guys that were part of um, Funhouse were like Machinima guys. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't like Hutch and Seenanners and all of them were involved in Machinima too? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, but that, that was like the whole Smosh thing. Anthony Padilla just hated being sold out and hated not having control or like didn't feel creative enough. So he went off and did his own thing. 
And then um, that uh, Ian stayed with Smosh, and that company eventually went under completely. And like apparently they were just like at work and like didn't have a talk with him or like any of the other like people that basically just like sent an email being like, hey, as of right now, like we're bankrupt. Like just while they were at work. Yep. And, hey, and by the way, we're bankrupt. None of you are getting oh, he, paid for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, he 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 said it, he said it was literally just chaos. Like they were like breaking shit. People were just like taking like like wardrobe and stuff from like the costume room and just like it was just anarchy. Um, uh, I don't know if you know Rhett and Link, Good Mythical Morning. They bought them out after that, and then finally, um, Anthony and Ian got you know kind of oh, came Dude, came together and point in time where you could not like click on youtube without getting recommended like 10 or 12 right and link videos good mythical yeah. morning videos yeah i do like their good mythical morning series and i think it, it was cool that like they bought I, I think it was cool how they bought smosh and then they were willing to like make a deal with anthony and ian once they kind of like got back together and were like hey we want to re-own smosh and now now they do so yeah uh it, it's fun. kind I of come full circle maybe like a year ago the same kind of thing happened with um jake and amir they were able to actually buy back jake and amir which is oh, yeah. so funny that your name can be the title of your show and someone, and someone else buys it owns. out and owns it <laughs> that's yeah, so, so like, wild you literally don't you cannot make another show called jake and amir because yeah. they bought your show with your name just on it. just name it amir and jake you know yeah, well, uh, <laughs> they bought it, and I think they've got. I don't think it's on YouTube, but I think they have their own website that like hosts all that stuff now. Yeah, um, uh, just you know, in paywall like everything else in life. In in before we sell bad pipes to some media company for a huge like mil couple million dollar payout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once we get huge, you, you always know? hear about them podcast deals where people buy a podcast for a couple million dollars. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. For sure. Uh, um, we would. Yeah, we'd sell out. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, fuck, fuck yeah, for for millions, I'd sell Wait, out. You mean to tell me I can make a million dollars? Gone. <laughs> off. See ya. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. So this is a news story that broke, uh, literally, like four hours ago. Kind of blew my mind. Las Vegas police have. Uh, gotten a warrant and searched a house in Las Vegas in conjunction or uh, in connection with the murder of Tupac Shakur. Yeah. Wild. I read that. 27 years after his, his murder. Wow. What the fuck? Yeah, 1996. Wow. For some reason in my head, I just thought he died before I was even alive. Dude, I, I did too until I literally just read that. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I was three years old. Wild. I can't believe that we were... <laughs> that we were alive at the same time Tupac was. And that we, we lived for so long that now he performs as a hologram. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. How long before AI Tupac starts writing new raps? Not long at all, I guarantee. I guarantee you can already go online and find someone who has uh, 
taken and AI'd his AI'd his voice to create new songs. It's for sure already out there. Anyway, not much more to go with that. Uh, but yeah, breaking news. <laughs> it's a it's a developing story. We'll uh, any updates we'll bring bring it to you right away. Yeah, we're gonna stay on top of this Tupac Shakur case. <laughs> gonna give you every. <laughs> If anything else comes out before the next time we're supposed to record a, an article um, or a, a episode, I'll 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 specially record something where I go into the details <laughs> of it. Perfect. People are gonna be like, "What's this five minute episode on a Wednesday?" <laughs> uh, um, what do we got next? Next news: Oppenheimer and Barbie's opening this weekend. Yeah. Sounds like um, both of them are pretty well received by the critics. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I didn't see any. I didn't see any reviews for Oppenheimer yet. Um, but Barbie had an eighty-nine percent, with only like seventy-something critic reviews. Um, oh no, wait, it's up to ninety-two now. Some other reviews have dropped recently. Damn. So, yeah. She's getting crazy. Yeah, I, don't know. I thought Barbie Barbie looked kind of fun. It, it looks very, I, I think, in my opinion, it looks kind of like tongue in cheek, very a little sarcastic, sort of. Um, maybe satire. Yeah, satirical degree. for sure. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that that goes. And then yeah, Oppenheimer with its fuck. What's the what's the uh, IMAX real thing that they're everyone's going on about? It's like 17 miles know, long like... or something. It's like you gotta go see this in the IMAX, but not any IMAX. This one specific IMAX, and I'm like, uh, I ain't yeah. got time for that. Uh, I was talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, here it is. Um, it's the okay. So the 70 millimeter film reel for the IMAX weighs 600 pounds. That's a lot of pounds. And is 11 miles long. That's a lot of miles. Yeah. I think That's our music is uh, uh, digitizing. Is it? For me, it is. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, um, <laughs> what were you saying, though? 17 miles long? 11 miles long. 600 pounds. That's a lot. That's yeah. more than I've got. That's that's a lot. Uh, um, what are you gonna see it in that IMAX? Do, do we? I don't even. Do we have an I? I'm assuming we have an IMAX theater here. There's a there's an AMC near the house here. It's like five minutes from the house, which is nice. Um, yeah, it looks like there's. It looks like there's an IMAX theater, maybe. Oh, yeah, I know there's work. one. There's one for us over in Orlando, but uh, I guess our music died. Rest in peace, music. <laughs> Rip. Let's see. Oh, 
It started back up. This is going to be the best part of the podcast so far. Yeah. They're like, finally, the idiot showed up. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I don't know. Is uh, this? Oh, so this is. So they've got one. It's all the way in fucking Kansas. Though. Well, can't I, I say that? But Kansas is literally like, I can I can walk to Kansas from the house. Yeah, there's one. There's I don't one even, around here. I don't even know. I I don't know if it's the real proper one though, because apparently you know you gotta see it in a certain format of IMAX for it to be the right way to view it you know yeah i got no clue last thing i saw on imax was dune though so yeah do recommend uh anyway that's all we really had for news yeah yeah that was it is that oh oh uh oh yeah i guess it's not really news but we were gonna get into the uh the snow white snow white production photos and video leakage leaked leaking leak again so did you uh have you seen these production images from uh snow white um i, I looked them up after you mentioned something about them what are your initial thoughts on those images um so okay i think she looks good as snow white that's a stand-in by the way that's not actually uh rachel ziegler well just for the record okay well i think the stand-in and rachel ziegler look fine as snow white fine with casting there here's my thing this right here that that you see that i click a different tab yeah you see that you see that you see that image oh, the seven mythical beings this this if you this image this could just be any random picture from a music festival i go to it looks like a an odd version of the oh fuck the ymca people the village this... people <laughs> I'm just like, I look at this and I'm like, this this could just be, you could tell me that this is people standing out in a field at a music festival and I would believe you. If you said, dis- like, visually describe uh, Disco Ren Fair, <laughs> what I described would probably be the picture of the, the seven mythical beings. Who are not all dwarves, by the way. Yeah. According to some quotes from production, I guess. Although there is one individual with dwarfism, I believe. Portraying yeah. So no, no, these are these are no longer you. Dwarf. You no longer have the seven dwarves. You have the seven mythical beings, the seven magical creatures, or whatever they're calling it. <laughs> um, I, think, I think they're still people. <laughs> right? Are people maybe. creatures? I don't are know. creatures people, dude? Yeah, I don't know. It's this is. Here's what it is. This is, it's it's Snow White, and living in New York City with her seven grimy roommates. That's rent's expensive. 
you got to put eight people in together to, to afford the rent. So, uh, oh. it, it just, it, <laughs> I don't, oh. it, it, it just literally the just in the back with the fucking hoodie on makes me the most angry. I don't know why he, he just, no, that's what I'm saying. He looks like a regular, like New York city hipster. Looks like a cow. Like I hate, first off, I hate those like cowed hoodies. I hate them. Yeah. He's got the cowled hoodie on with the jacket over. He's got the skinny jeans. You also, you can't see his shoes, but his shoes look like, I don't know how it's described, but like medievalized Nikes. Yeah. Um, so from my understanding, this change, the, 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 the idea behind this comes from, uh, an interview. Well, speculative interview uh, the, the, people are speculating it comes from the interview with peter dinklage saying oh i'm cool with them like like uh, it shouldn't be dwarves like i'm cool with them doing it but they like, how, i forget what he said something yeah, about like quote something like oh they're still doing this backwards fucking story or something like that and uh yeah basically complaining about like dwarves yeah uh, basically, yeah, he said he said he's cool them doing it, but they need to do it like progressive, like super progressive. Yeah. Okay. And I think eventually I'll, I'll get around to that point. But um, yeah. So did, have you heard like some of the controversy about whenever these came out? Not really. All right. So, um, like the pictures got leaked and like immediately Disney was like, these are fake. And a bunch of news sources like Variety and a couple other ones were like, these are fake. These are fake. These are fake. And then like literally later that same day, it was like, nope, they're real. Like there's here's video footage as well. And then <laughs> like all of Disney's statements got amended to be like, uh, yeah, these are real, but that's not Rachel Ziegler. And some of those are like stand-ins for like cast members and which like stand-ins aren't uncommon. Typically, if you're watching a movie, you see someone like walking through a field. It's it's not the actual actor. It's a stand-in. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, so like it was confirmed it was real and it, it was just a wild roller coaster that day. <laughs> yeah. Um, from what I've heard is there's a lot of backlash, uh, especially amongst the, uh, like, uh, people with dwarfism, um, trying to make it in the acting biz. Cause they're just kind of like, okay, why, why does Peter Dinklage speak for all of First us? Off, I want to address something else because I've heard that there's been a ton of complaints from like right wingers about like race swapping and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I honestly have not heard much, if anything about that. And for someone who's like terminally online, uh, mm -hmm. I think that says a lot. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really heard anything about that. It seems like they once again, like people don't like the choices that are made here with like costuming and whatnot. And people are trying to sweep under again. I'm just going to call it the racist rug. <laughs> they're like, yeah. No, no, no. All of those are just racism. Uh, and they're throwing the racism rug over these like actual complaints about things. Yeah. No, cause yeah, I, I've just heard that there's, there's a lot, <clears throat> again, a lot of people just, just basically saying that they're taking essentially him speaking out and doing this and then making this decision has taken jobs away from other, uh, other people with dwarfism to, 
to get an acting job like you yeah i've got a bunch of notes on that that i wrote down just as like thoughts and things um yeah i think i, it, I think it, I, I agree i think it does take opportunity away from them like i wrote i wrote a silly little monologue though do you want to you want to hear it sure so i think the people <laughs> i think the people associated with this production are a bunch of cowards they should have been an all-Korean production of Snow White, with the exception of Snow White, who should have been played by Lupita Nyong'o, who should also be cast as Luke when they get around to remaking the original Star Wars to be more in line with modern audiences. What do you think about that? He's crying. <laughs> These fucking cowards. They still pick someone who was like... They picked, like, the whitest Latina that you could get. Yeah, that's fair. Also, it, and this is like a minor gripe on my side, but like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is a German folklore, right? If it was any other culture, people would have been like, oh, this absolutely has to be played by German people, right? So like mm -hmm. in the current socio-political climate, it is a little weird to be like, oh, we can't we can't find a German actress to portray Snow White. Because I'm not even saying like an American actress. I'm saying like literally anyone from Germany. I don't care if you pick a freaking one of the tons of uh, immigrants or anything in Germany. Yeah. What am I trying to say here? I just think it's silly. Everything about this is silly. It's it's fucking Snow White. Why are we even making this movie? That's can we can we just fucking can we stop just recycling old ideas and turning them into live action? Like can we just get just give us something new? Like stop spending they're spending all this money in production to do a fucking remake. Yeah. That no one fucking asked for. And no, no one's gonna like. Who who? Uh, my real question I, is who I'm is saying. Half of America is conservatives, right? And conservatives, just as a bunch of ding-dongs, are going to go, they put black people in Snow White? I'm not watching it, you know? And it's stupid, yeah. but, like, well, and half of them, Half do. of them are anti-Disney anyways, because they're just like, uh, oh, her or fucking Disney supports the LBGTQ agenda and... Yeah. You know, they, the if, if they're... V DeSantis yeah, if they're, if they're a DeSantis supporter... Then... stupid slap fight. Yeah, so to kind of like ground it though, like joking aside, I th I just think this is like several odd production choices heaped on top of each other. Like the costuming is bad. Oh yeah, uh, the costuming is real the bad. Dwarves being replaced by like magical creatures is bad, and like if you don't want to cast people with dwarfism, use forced perspective, like the freaking Hobbit Hobbits, and Lord of the Rings movies yeah. did. That's what I was better say. yet. Like I think you were kind of getting around to is like cast actors with dwarfism or comparable medical conditions and like give them opportunities like yeah. warwick davis only became a household name because of like george lucas and lucasfilm casting him in things uh an example like pretty much every star wars movie at this point and mm -hmm. willow and like i really disagree with peter dinklage here like he built his career on like dwarfism and playing these roles which he would probably argue is like the only roles he could get because of how backwards the industry is, and I would agree yeah. with him there. Yeah. Uh, but like, 
And but I'm not the only person who said this, but it feels like he's closing the door on other people with the same or yeah, similar. He's, uh, he's taking away their opportunity. Like, like he's he's denying them opportunity that he was afforded with roles that that you know. Yeah, and like I mentioned warwick davis already but like Vern troyer who was mini me and awesome powers or uh mm-hmm. tony cox i believe was the the guy in bad santa or like 1981's time bandits had like six dwarves and that's like a, a classic like sci-fi fantasy kind of thing and like all these opportunities for actors would just be lost because like it's now politically incorrect to cast little people as dwarves in fantasy productions. Like I, it just kind of rankles me. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong and I'm certainly open to conversation about that, but like I, yeah, no, no, I mean, I, I agree with you there. Cause I, I hate to be I that think... guy, but like if you cast a dwarf, sorry, I don't even know what's the proper term now. Little people. Um, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know. If you how... cast someone with medical dwarfism or a comparable medical condition mm-hmm. in a role where they're just playing like a normal person, people are gonna like. I feel like not addressing that that's going on is like inadvertently gonna turn the entire movie like into being about that in some way. Like, I think that's what people kind of feel like. And so they're like, oh, well, this is a difficult conversation. So let's just like avoid it completely. Yeah. And that's what it feels like they were doing here. But then they they still cast one. And I'm really interested to hear if he goes like, yeah, I'm a dwarf in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, Also... Also, Peter also. Dinklage made his career on being a dwarf. Like, yeah, he not was just like having dwarfism, but like he plays Tyrion Lannister, or in, even yeah. in uh, well, the Avengers movie, he's he plays a giant dwarf. Yeah, he plays. Uh, I don't know if he like who would argue that it's okay that he's a dwarf because he's like a, a super big one, but yeah. He's, still a dwarf he plays like who's it like brock sindri one of them one, one of the two dwarves who yeah like one of the master craftsman people yeah one, one of the ones from norse norse mythology i think it's brock and sindri who are the ones that are like forge mjolnir yeah i don't know but kind of like you were saying like why does he speak for all of them yeah because i think he why does some ding dong on the internet speak for me because they're white and they don't like something and I'm white and I'm fine with it, you know? Yeah. I just think the costuming is stupid in this picture. And the more I look at it, the more angry I get about the costume. No, again, when, when I'm, when I'm telling you, this looks like just a a fucking, just a a fucking crowd at a, at a music festival. The second dude in the line with the Afro and the like John Travolta seventies collar I don't know why that shirt makes me so mad, but I hate that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a fan of any of this. This costume, the, the, the costuming on this, like it's almost good, right? Like the the girl who's like second to last in line. And I hope I'm not assuming anything by saying the girl. Uh, 
the pants, the coat, like you're getting close to what the style should be for like an early Renaissance kind of thing. But then like you modernize it with these stupid cow hoodies and it looks stupid. Yeah. How about, the, I, how about the guy at the very front that's like cut off? The 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 dude, he looks like the most average looking dude. And he's just like all blue. He's just wearing all blue. I can't see him in this picture, but I just remember not liking. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wait, there's eight. There's eight. There's eight people. Well, one of them has to be the Huntsman, right? Oh, maybe he's the Huntsman. Just kidding, dude. They're not going to put the Huntsman in this movie because a man can't save a woman in a Disney movie. You fool. You fell for my track card. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to... I'm going to... I got this. Hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Snipping tool. I'll send you. I'll send you the... I'm putting it. I'm putting it. It's, it's right here. There it is. Boom. That guy. That guy. You see the guy in the very front? Oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. That's me when I grow my hair out. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. I'm six four. I would tower over these people. I'm like, especially who? the guy who's who would be in line after me if I was him. <laughs> Jesus. Plus, everyone knows that actors are notoriously short. All right. And Tom are, are, Cruise is four foot seven. All right. Are we are we not sure? Are, are are we sure that the dude at the back isn't just some some homeless guy who wandered onto the set? They all look like homeless people who wandered on a set. They shot yeah. this in L.A., right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, this nah, was... L.A. doesn't have that much grass. Uh, that, it, it's in a field in England, apparently. Oh. Uh, where was it? Bedford, Bedfordshire, England is where that was. Yeah, Bed, Bedfordshire. Bed, Bed, I don't Bedfordshire. Yorkshire. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, if... If uh, you think that we're wrong on this and you feel like you have a, a good point to make, feel free to email us at, uh, fuck, what's the email? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, cri cryptidworksofficial at gmail.com. And we will definitely read your email. And if it uh, merits discussion, we'll absolutely discuss it. Because um, I think this is a space where like conversation can and should be had, right? I would agree there. Alright, can we just get the solo a Star Wars story already? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think you know this movie came out in 2018. Yes, I think I did I did know that. Actually. Did you know about the troubled production background of this movie? Uh I think we I think we talked about it a little bit. So we brought it up a little bit. So originally, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, or Christopher Miller, I guess, uh, filmed for like six months before, before being removed and replaced by Todd Howard, who then reshot at least 70% of the film, earning him the only directing credit. Oh my God, I keep burping. What's going on? You good? Uh, you okay? You all right? No, <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, no, so uh, Todd Howard reshot at least 70% of the film, earning him the only directing credit. Uh, Lord and Miller only got executive producer credits, but like they didn't challenge for director credit. 
also, if you remember correctly, they left this production and then they went and worked on Into the Spider-Verse or whatever, that first, uh, the first animated Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, heck. What is his name in that? Not Peter Ooh. Parker, but New My Sp Miles New Miles Morales? Yeah, so they went and worked on that one, and it won a ton of awards, and then this movie turned out to be the only, so far, Star Wars flop. Um, interesting little footnote in history there. Uh, also, this was written by Jonathan and Lawrence Kasdan. Lawrence Kasdan is the guy that has worked on a bunch of the uh, Star Wars stuff. But Jonathan is, I believe, his son. And he's listed first, implying that he was, like, the primary writer for it. Um, he also wrote The Willow Show that has already been deleted by Disney. Uh, I don't know why this came up, but, like, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are... Uh, Apparently, they often rely on ad-libbing or improv for humor, because I guess they're seen as more of, like, humor directors or comedy directors. Um, but their lead actor, Alden Ehrenreich, who plays Han Solo in this movie, apparently had a bunch of issues doing improv and was, like, so bad at it that they actually brought in an acting coach to, like, help him with the improv Jeez. and whenever you hear that they were working like 16 hour days on the production and that like they were going into overtime like all the time um it just sounds bad uh something else that i learned was that scott eastwood got overlooked as a lead for this which i think was a big freaking mistake in 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 my opinion like do you know who Scott Eastwood is? Uh, nope. So Scott Eastwood, uh, you might be familiar with his dad. His dad is Clint Eastwood, uh, something of a little-known uh, Hollywood actor, uh, kind of a kind of a niche little guy, Clint Eastwood, known for a couple of films. Shut up! Quit barking. Um, Clint Eastwood. They overlooked his son to play Han Solo. Also, Scott Eastwood looks almost just like his dad. And if you put Harrison Ford and Clint Eastwood side by side, they look pretty similar. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I just think that that was that could have brought a lot of like good press to the to the movie. I think a lot of hype. Um, yeah for sure and instead they went with this uh i don't know if he's done anything else big i didn't really look into him alden ehrenreich um, my, qu my question is why not just cgi onto his face harrison ford <laughs> come on now God. amateurs uh, so this had a budget somewhere between 275 to 300 million and a box office of only 393.2 million, making it a big old floppy flop. Yeah. I, um, 
as far as the movie goes, I like I was like, okay, I'm gonna take some notes, and then I didn't take notes because it's just such a like forgettable movie. Like, there's nothing to like. It didn't feel like a whole lot of substance to to me. It felt like they took a a, a very generic heist movie and reskinned it as Star Wars. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That's basically yeah. That's just how it felt. Um, I had like three notes that I took. One of which was no scroll. How did Again, you feel about the pseudo scroll? No, I didn't. I didn't like it. If you're gonna give me information in text, just give me the fucking scroll. Why are we not doing the scroll? Like, I, that it, it makes sense for Rogue One, right? Because yeah. Like, you kind of already know the story of Rogue One. It has exactly. the exact same set. It well, would have the same scroll as... And, and, uh, and as A New Hope. As A New Hope, yeah. And it's like... The, the thing is, they don't... The, Rogue One doesn't give us any fucking text at the beginning. You're giving us text at the beginning of Solo. Just give us the fucking scroll. Why are we... Yeah. I also like the It's a Lawless Time people. Like, the whole... I don't know why they chose hyper fuel as the thing that like everyone's trying to get in this but like it's so not fun like yeah like people wanting gasoline is a mad max storyline right like you can go watch <laughs> road warrior and that's like the main plot of road warrior is that people have a gas refinery and that's actually a very valuable thing in that setting yeah. Whereas this is Star Wars and this is apparently supposed to be like a criminal underground and you're telling me everyone's fighting over gasoline. Yeah. Not spice. Not like, oh, there's a big spice shipment and we can get it. And then there's like some moral dilemma like, oh, do we sell these drugs that we stole or do we like yeah. get rid of them for the good of a small portion uh, of the galaxy or, or it's something. like or it's like just tie tie it into fucking like tie it into rogue one and like the whole like oh we're powering the fucking death star with kyber crystals make it a whole fucking big ass shipment of kyber crystals or some shit i yeah, don't know or like they need kyber crystals for a different reason but the empire has been like buying them all up and like yeah. uh acquiring them all you know so yeah. Someone wants you to go steal an Imperial shipment of Kyber Crystal because yeah. you can sell it at a premium on the black market, you know? Yeah, but if they couldn't inject the fuel into the fusion fucking reactor, they, they couldn't have uh, zoom zoomed out of the fucking <laughs> maelstrom. Which is which is a, a major plot point. Not plot point, but like it's a pretty big aspect of... Uh, Oh, Han, Han, like, bragging every time he made the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Of Back to Mad Max, the most recent uh, Mad Max movie, when they're uh, basically, like, nosing their engines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, where they, uh, what, what do they do? They, like, they, uh, don't they, like, blow the fucking... They, yeah, they, they like, they... spit it into the intake or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I I need to rewatch that movie. Honestly, yeah, we should wa we should watch that movie and that that should be our next episode. Now that we're done with Star Wars, let's watch Mad Max Fury Road and fucking. I'm down for that. All right, because uh, that's on this... like HBO, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or, I sorry, love that. That's on Max. <laughs> Did, didn't we see that movie together? No, I saw that. Uh, 
with like a like all the churchy boys because it was back in those oh uh, you know what i saw it with a bunch of the tallahassee people i think i think i saw it with matt a bunch of the tallahassee people yeah um, i remember about a minute into the movie someone sitting next to me did like an excited little like clap or something and i literally moved across the theater from them because <laughs> because i was like you're fucking ruining this for me <laughs> um, um the only other note i had was uh somebody better give that imperial recruiter some naming royalties that's all i'm saying <laughs> like um, you're gonna tell me that's how han solo got his name this ra random ass imperial recruiter was like <laughs> oh a lone guy on dude i solo i don't know where i got this memory from but i am fucking convinced that it has been like completely scrubbed from the internet but there was like a teaser trailer like one of those like 10 15 minute teasers you know how they do those sometimes at like comic cons or something like that yeah yeah where han and beckett are like sitting around a fire kind of like the scenes that we get in this movie and he's like kid what's your name or something like that and he's like h4n and he's like h4n i'm not calling you that i'll call you han I'll call you Han, you know, or something like that. And I've tried so hard to find that, and I cannot find it anywhere. And I'm like, I'm I'm convinced I did not make this up, but maybe it's like a Berenstain, Berenstain Bears thing where I'm like, yeah. I have a false memory that my brain made. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Corporation is gaslighting me. I'm convinced. Well, yeah, now, I now I'm going to find that anywhere. I'm gonna scour the web till I find it now. Yeah. All right, I just have one final note about production, which uh -huh. is that uh, Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, purportedly left the project over, quote, creative differences, which is the same thing we've heard whenever Lucasfilm has fired people before. Um, Apparently, something that they didn't like was the amount of studio interference with what they were doing. Um, Lawrence Kasdan was sitting in on their filming and, like, shadow directing. Uh, yeah. And they weren't really having it. So I think things came to a head and they just... I think there was probably some ultimatum from Lucasfilm that was like, do things our way or the highway. And they went, okay, bye. And they went off and made an award-winning animated film and Lucasfilm brought in Todd Howard and flopped this. Um, yeah. But just kind of like keep in mind that like there were studio demands that ended up playing heavily on this. Uh, another thing that people have kind of talked about is that part of these studio demands were fan service. It has to have more fan service because remember this movie is coming out after The Last Jedi Yep. Which fans did not like. Literally is the movie that people to this day are like, it drove a wedge in the fan base and uh, it like, it ruined Star Wars. Um, so coming off of the heels of that, they were like, oh, we have to make a movie that the fans like, that like reunites the fans. Um, yeah. So. Well, but sure as shit wasn't solo. That done, uh, we can kind of get into the details of the movie here, which... Obviously, if you listen to this, you know we're gonna spoil it. So we're gonna fucking spoil some shit. Yeah. Um, 
kind of in the in the same way that you were talking about. I I watch this again. Um and after I watched it, I was like, you know, I kind of want to ask some other people who have seen it this like what they thought of it. Uh so I asked Shelby. I was like, what do you remember that? And you remember liking it and disliking it? And she's like, I don't remember it whatsoever. And I'm like, you don't remember anything of it? And she's like, no, nothing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I went to uh, our friend Alex. Um, Lex. And I was like, do, do you like, like, what's your unabridged um, raw thoughts on Solo? And he just went, I liked it. Uh... So, like, some people do like it. And I think that if you're, like, if you're I've, a fan who's fine with, like, fan service. Yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. If you're fine with that, I think that there's a lot to like in this movie. But if you're me and you feel like fan service makes the universe smaller because they're, mm-hmm. like, it's a huge galaxy and there's all these characters to draw from. And like Bosk gets mentioned like everyone has access to Bosk who's apparently like in the top five of assassins slash bounty hunters you know to the degree that whenever Darth Vader needs bounty hunters he calls up these five or six people uh you're telling me like some random thieves can call on Bosk for stuff Uh, I don't know about that yeah um and then like Beckett gets a line that like apparently he killed Aura Singh he pushed her off of something and she didn't survive mm-hmm. like if you know who Aura Singh is she features pretty heavily in a lot of uh, like I think she comes into like Rebel maybe not Rebels but definitely Clone Wars at some point because after Boba Fett's dad dies she trains Boba Fett to be a bounty hunter um, but like they killed her off screen they could have used her in this movie as a henchwoman and killed her in the movie yeah right like she could have been one of uh, the big bad guys like hench people and it would have had like more gravitas to the scene because you're like oh that's a name character right there I've seen her before or you as a fan can be like oh, that's a character that we haven't seen a ton of before, and now here she is in this, like, live-action live role. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, the fan service, it just comes across to me as, like, fan service without endearment. Like, I never was like, oh, or seeing I know her, and was, like, happy about it, you know? Um, like, it's... Fa- it's fan service to a painful degree. Yeah. Warwick Davis is one of the freedom fighters at the end of the movie. And then like, if you're a ding dong and you read up on the, the movie or the cameos in this movie, it turns out that he's actually playing the same character in this cameo as he was playing in his cameo in Phantom Menace. And you're like, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, God, like all the cameos almost become distracting. You got like Warwick Davis, you got Anthony Daniels uh, mentioning Aura Singh and Bosk. Uh, Woody Harrelson. I mean, it's not a cameo, I mean, but like it's a ca- casting, but. 
he's one of the only characters that I like, though, in this movie. Yeah. And he ultimately feels a little squandered because you, you and I both know that Woody Harrelson is an actor who can give a scene some gravitas. And yet, for some reason, yeah. he's just not utilized well. Yeah, I think one of my things is, to me... Uh, oh, John Favreau plays the, the pilot monkey guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, my, my thing is, like, we've gotten to a point... I mean, obviously Star Wars is so big now. It's just like they're trying to cast these big, recognizable names. But, like, how... Think about it from, like, the beginning, like, with A New Hope and, and everything. Like, were any of them really recognizable? Like, did you really have these, like, big names coming in to, like, act in it? It it, it just feels... I mean, Harrison Ford had kind of had a success. Like, I know he was kind of well-liked. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Mark Hamill had, like, done anything massive before this. Mm-hmm. Uh... Carrie Fisher was the daughter of two prominent performers. So it's not necessarily that she had done anything insane, but she she had some, you know, mm-hmm. slight nepotism going for her. Uh, but Star Wars also wasn't like a big production either. Yeah. It had some studio money behind it, but like it wasn't huge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess th- technically they're saying um, the... Harrison Ford's first major movie was four years prior to Star Wars, which was American Graffiti. Yeah. Um, budget which is why of him and George Lucas knew each other. Yeah. Budget of seven hundred and seventy-seven thousand. Box office of a hundred and forty million. Yeah. Talk about a fucking return on investment there. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, no, I guess and, I guess he that would have been George Lucas coming hot off the tails of working with. Uh, Steven Spielberg and um, the two of them helping out Akira Kurosawa make his films. Yeah. But I mean, really when you look at it, uh, he's still like, yeah, he had started one major movie, but he only had one movie in between American graffiti and star Wars, which was the conversation, um, which also did pretty well. Yeah. But it's funny though. Like, when you think about it, how much of an effect Lucasfilm had on Harrison Ford's career, because again, American Graffiti, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, all three of his like big breakout things were uh, Lucasfilm productions. And then like around the same time that he was doing, I think Return of the Jedi, he's also in uh, Blade Runner, which Blade Runner, when it first came out, was not like super broadly well received. It was kind of like a some you get it or you don't get it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a Ridley Scott production, so yeah, he had a lot of good things going for him. Definitely. And then he went off and made like a, a hundred, <laughs> a hundred of those. Oh man, what are they? The Jack Ryan movies or whatever, right? <laughs> Who's the writer for those? Tom um, Clancy. Yeah, Tom Clancy. Like a hundred Tom Clancy movies. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
I like the uh, I like the Jack Ryan uh, Amazon series. It's pretty tight with uh, John Krasinski. Wow, you support Amazon. <laughs> You're damn right, Daddy Bezos gives me the the goods. You know, <laughs> bops that bussy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get back. Uh, let's center ourselves. Oh, oh, one one more thing though. Was not aware. Uh, I didn't know that Pixar was once a division of uh, Lucasfilms. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so apparently uh, Pixar was a former division of Lucasfilm and was sold to Steve Jobs in 1986. So uh, Lucasfilm... Lucasfilm yeah, sold Pixar. Pixar to Steve Jobs, who sold it to Disney, Yeah. who then got rid of John Lasseter, <laughs> who yeah. went to go work for Apple. It's so wild how intertwined it is. What the fuck? Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, and they also are the ones like Lucasfilm itself developed the THX theater sound system. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty wild. Yeah, I just I, that, that's a fun fact. I didn't I didn't realize it. So Lucasfilm that's... and whatever their uh, their computer graphics stuff division. Mm-hmm. I forget what the name of it is, but they're Perner, actually Perner like, Optical. Yeah, they uh, practical effects division. They were really, they did effects for like uh, way more movies than you would believe. Yeah. Um, to get back to Solo, though, <clears throat> another kind of big uh, gripe I had was that it's very tonally inconsistent. Right? So yeah. let's talk about like the Kessel. The Kessel jailbreak or whatever. Yeah. Um, at the end of it, you get, what's her name? L3? Yeah, I think it's L3. Yeah, so L3 is coming out and then she gets like gunned down like she's a droid martyr or something. And Lando does that like pretty nifty little run, which I thought had some cool practical effects going on there. Mm-hmm. And then he like it's like a you know that scene in Tropic Thunder that the movie opens up with where he's like you ain't got no arms (laughs) (laughs) his arms are like spaghetti meat it felt like that right like he does this action run through a bunch of explosions and stuff and he picks up his fallen comrade or in this case his lover and he's like no i'll save you i'll get you back to the ship and he like picks her up and her fucking guts fall out and you're like i remember when we watched this in the theater i remember laughing at that point and feeling like i shouldn't be laughing right like it doesn't feel like you're supposed to laugh at that point but i fucking laughed because i was like what the fuck (laughs) yeah it was it felt like something you'd see in like Warhammer 40k, like a really grim dark scene where like two guardsmen or I mean fucking Tropic Thunder does it perfect where it's like runs over to him, picks him up and is like his arms are spaghetti meat, you know. But if they had taken that to the next level and it's like he tried to pick him up and like all of his fucking intestines fell out or something. Like that's the same degree of what we saw with the droid, right? Like all he rips her upper half off ends up like trying to carry your back gets like gunned down and like you have this like death scene right there right or like she dies right there 
But then, like, they get her into the ship. And then you watch, like, another death scene, which now is supposed to have gravitas to it. Like, the music is different. There's no action run. It's just him going, like, no! You know? And you're like, why? First off, you can't have two fucking death scenes for the robot, right? Like, one of these needed to be edited out. Yeah. Second, you then, like, rip her brain out and, like, plug it into the, into the Millennium Falcon. And that explains one line in a in a technically later version of the character's history where a droid talks to the computer and goes your computer has the most uh, unusual dialect like they did all of that to explain why C3PO in an eventual movie goes your 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 ship computer talk funny Yeah. It's it's ridiculous the amount like the lengths they went to to try and explain every single line in a later movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like also there's that like tonal inconsistency. First death, very funny, made me laugh. Um. Second death, supposed to be very serious. Uh, heartbreaking for Lando. Um, then there's like the cringy dialogue, like forced joke kind of moments, like towards the end after they've got the fuel and it's being refined or whatever, and the the marauders or whoever show up, and he's like, "Don't worry, I got this," and he does the fucking wink at Woody Harrelson and then walks up and he's like. We've got 30 hired guns in that freighter over there. And then punchline, ship flies off. And you almost feel like the only thing missing is like Q laugh track. Yeah. You know, like, I honestly think if there had been a laugh track at that moment, it would have fucking worked better. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's, I don't know. Like, they either needed to cut the humor out and just make it a serious movie or they needed to put more humor in and make it like a hijinks heist movie. Yeah. Which is maybe the inconsistencies are coming from like Phil Lord and Christopher Miller being comedy guys that were brought in to make a comedy heist movie and then having to turn around and bring in Todd Howard and make just like a normal movie with an absurd amount of uh, fan service. Um, yeah god man I hate L3 as a character yeah not a fan the uh she comes across as smug does that make sense yeah no I agree it was it was some of the dialogue with her was kind of weird like I, I think the interaction with the uh the the droid that's like manning the uh surveillance like system in the like the, the first one she pops the the restraining bolt off of and it's yeah like, like you don't hear it talk you hear her responses and she's like what should you do now i don't care like that kind of thing yeah is do yeah she's like oh line. you're she's like she's like you're liberated go free your friends or something yeah, I don't care. Go, I don't know, free your friends or something. Yeah, 
Like that, that it just doesn't that doesn't feel like a droid <laughs> talking. It feels like it feels like lines delivered by a human for a droid. I don't know if it's supposed to be a commentary on like activism or something, but like freeing that droid and then that line of dialogue is just so like Yeah, you're free. I don't care what you do now. Like I cared when you were oppressed. Now that you're free and have no purpose, I don't fuck off. <laughs> like that's what it feels like. And it's so I don't know. Like on the one hand, if you're like I don't know how to take that line other than just like an out of place commentary on like social activism. Yeah. It it it, it made me think of the uh the the like Rick and Morty, the uh the the robot, the butter serving robot, where he's like <laughs> what is my function? And Rick's just like to to like spread butter or whatever. <laughs> Never seen it, but kind yeah. of another meme is the uh just learn to code yeah did you ever hear that one no all right so there was like some journos that were like oh the west virginia mining economy is like collapsing because america is outsourcing all of its mining so there's all these miners that don't have jobs just learn to code was basically their thing like yeah. oh yeah just teach these guys that have been working with their hands for like I mean, West Virginia has got a history going back to like the fucking 1700s oh, yeah. probably for mining. Uh, yeah, just learn to code. Yeah, just just use a computer. Just learn to yeah. develop the skills. You've got 30, 40 years mining because you've been doing it since you were like 16 years old. Just learn to okay. code. Like tone deaf. preposterous sort of thing like oh yeah take your purpose from you well now that i have no purpose what do i do i don't know fuck off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i don't know i feel like they want you to like her character right because she has that conversation with kira where uh she's like yeah lando's in love with me but like i don't care like that kind of thing yeah and like Kira's reaction to that conversation is like, oh, isn't that sweet? But like me watching it, I'm like, no, <laughs> that's kind of fucking mean. Kind of weird. She sounds mean, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not even to get into the, the logistics of human droid relationships, which I feel like a lot of people would be like, let's dive into that, you know? But like, I just don't even want to fucking Listen, Star Wars was, Star Wars was just pulling a boulder's gate. They went, hey. <laughs> How can we broaden our audience? Instead of a bear. Boulder's Gate said bestiality. Star Wars said the dudes who want to fuck robots in the coming years when yeah. the, the AI and the, the androids yeah. take over. The fucking mechrophiliacs. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the mechrophiliacs. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I have not heard that one, but yeah. I, uh, I That's jokingly... Funny. I, I think... Like, probably 10 years ago, I had a freaking Tumblr URL that was, like, Mechrophiliac, and I would just reblog pictures of, like, Gundams or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Robot love. Damn. Um, yeah, I don't care. Uh, to take, to take that, though, and be like, oh, here's a female 
to use the language, a female-coded robot. And then be like, yes, because Lando is in love with this female-coded robot, he's pansexual. And then they like tried to sell that. Do you remember that? They were like trying to sell the movie on Lando's pansexual now. Uh, I remember there being a whole a whole conversation about that because they yeah. were just like, yeah, the man loves a robot. He's pansexual because he loves a robot. Yeah, but the robot is a woman. Yeah. So. That which you call a rose by any other name. Let's uh, listen, you know, listen, kind of if I was living in the Star Wars universe, I'd be pansexual because I'd be fucking all that alien pussy. Let's be real. <laughs> Trying to get that Twi'legusi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, hey, girl, what them tentacles do? What, the, what them like who do? <laughs> Shit. All right, let me let me get up in there, Jabba the Hut. I can see Shelby from where I'm sitting, and she doesn't seem pleased about this conversation. <laughs> Shelby. <laughs> We're talking about fucking aliens. If aliens were real and you could do the sex with them and you and I weren't together, would you try to find like an alien to do the sex with? Her answer was what? So she clearly doesn't care. Um, I think anyone's... Ask, are you an alien phobe? I think anyone's answer to this question, unless you're... Ultra Christian would be yes. She said it depends on what the alien looks like. See, so. see, fair, but that, that's not a no. That that means yeah, like you yeah. know, because there's some hot aliens and there's some yeah. not hot aliens. Yeah, you gonna try and tell me that whatever uh, what's the guy that Dave whatever Dave Filoni has going on with him for Ahsoka Tano? You gonna try and tell me that's not that he's not allowed to love her? The way does, he clearly wants to love her. Does Dave Filoni have a thing for uh, Ahsoka? Nah, people always say that he. Uh, did did like, he create? Did he create Ahsoka? Yes. Is is this like a? Is this like a? Um, Ahsoka is his Star Wars OC. It, is there like a? Uh, uh, this is like an uh, Ichiro uh, Oda, uh, the the creator of One Piece. So uh, have you heard like so like he created One Piece and like you have your main girl Nami. On yeah. the crew, so like Nami, like she's yeah, she got a big old booba, right? Yeah, yeah, she had the big old booba. She an anime girl, and she got a big old booba. And every yep. season, her booba get bigger. Yep, and he he he. I mean, he changes up the clothes for all. Like that's one cool thing about the anime is like their their wardrobe's constantly changing. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. So he he puts her in all kinds of sexy fits. The, he this this man this man drew. He created his waifu. He created yeah. his ideal woman. And then what did this man do? Okay, so One Piece got big. And then they got like some live action show, not not like the Netflix show, but they had like some like. Oh no! And he got his favorite jab actress to play her. They they <laughs> they had this like live show that became a thing, and like he, he he knew exactly what actress he wanted. She got casted as Nami. She loved the role, and then they fell in love and got married. This man created his waifu, cast the real version of his waifu, and then married her. He is living every weeb's dream. Holy shit. He did it. That's got to be like actualization, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. real life. This... If you say it, it will become true. Yes, he he <laughs> manifested that shit. So 
Yes. Oda, uh, don't underestimate his power. Bro, he said, this is my chance, and he fucking took it. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. He, he fucking did it. What, what a guy. Could you, like, imagine I... Imagine... Oh, no, we don't have any single friends anymore. Oh, we don't? Holy fuck. shit. What we really fuck? don't. What the fuck? Damn it. Yeah, I was, I was gonna really make a to joke think. about like someone we knew and be like, what if their favorite actress was Scarlett Johansson and then they wrote a movie and there was like, uh, this actress, this character has to be played by her. And then like fucking swooped in there and like got married her. That'd be crazy. Yeah, that's that's wild. Hey, that would you know. be crazy. <clears throat> hey, you know. Um, oh yeah, no, we uh, oh yeah, like. What do you uh, like about this movie? Um. Because I will say, there are cool scenes in the movie. I think I had asked you before. I was like, I think when you watch this movie, there's going to be one scene in particular that you know is my favorite scene and I think is actually like a good, cool scene. And I think you'll be able to tell me which one I like the most. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Um, Think about it. I'm thinking. Think about me. Who am I? What do I like? Trains. It's the train scene. Oh my god. <laughs> no. The fucking war scene. Where it's oh, like, yeah. I'm gonna be a pilot. And then it cuts to him. And yeah, fucking, yeah. Like, I don't even think there's trenches. It's just like a yeah. dirt field. And there's like bombs they're going just, off. They're just in the fucking mud. Yeah. I think they're called mud troopers. Yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, think they are. I think I think that is what the reference says in there. The, I it's so fucking cool when you see the uh the transport drop an ATST in. That's yeah. that was some cool shit. And then the uh I think he's supposed to be like a lieutenant or something or a captain or a sergeant or something. He's like push over that rise and then just gets fucking mortared yeah that like, that should have just been like 60 70 percent of the movie should have just been han out in the fucking trenches I don't, don't make like a legit war movie out of that'd be, this freaking stuff that'd be fucking sick just a just an actual star just a war like give us the war part of star wars how about it dude give us a Give us a fucking Clone Wars movie Just that give is us... centered around a clone commando squad and then they pick up one dingleberry uh, clone trooper. Just give us like And saving... the clone trooper's like, I am out of my fucking depth. You guys are commandos. And they're like, no, you're coming with us. Let's fucking do this shit. There's yeah. like a one in a million chance that we get this done. But if we don't get it done, all of the Republic forces on this planet are gonna die. Like... Yeah. Those are the stakes. We got to get it done. And just, it's just like a an old school World War II movie. Like we got to defend the bridge kind of movie. Uh, so, uh, like, just just give me give me saving saving private Cody. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, it, I was literally about to be like a saving private Ryan type movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. It opens on fucking D-Day. Right. Like, yeah. 
I'm sure you remember the opening scene of the Clone Commando game where like you're flying in on the transport. Okay, not the opening scene because that's like you going from that to being trained and all that. Ignore all that. But where they're dropping in in the transports and like the doors on yours opens and you see there's like three or four other transports out the side. And then the one right next to you gets hit by a rocket and just goes down and you watch all the clones fucking explode. Like that level of stuff, almost like the opening of force awakens right where it's like they drop in on the ship and the lights are going and the doors open they all run out blam 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 you know and you've got like a squad of clone troopers and they get fucking rocked like one of them's left and he's like fighting to the fucking death against like super battle droids and things look totally out of his depth and then one of them just fucking explodes as it's about to like execute him basically. And you turn around, cut to a bunch of clone commandos coming in with like vibro blades. Like one guy's just like drops in and like shanks a fucking droid to death. And there's like oil spraying out all over his visor and shit. And then like another one is just like sniping from the background and the other two like, yeah. It's like covering fire and then like the freaking squad leader like picks the the clone up and is like you i don't know something akin to like a, a starship troopers line like you apes want to live together like something like that you know yeah sticks You're his gun like, back in his hand and is like let's fucking go <laughs> i i just like just give me this like i don't know just give me this this high stakes stormtrooper war movie where they're having to pull off some against all odds type shit and protect something or do whatever. But then at the end, the twist is like, you have like Ahsoka or some Jedi drop in and just like slaughter all of them. Oh yeah. That'd be great. Like, like the twist is like, Oh yeah. Like you're rooting for these dudes the whole time. You're rooting for these stormtroopers They're they're against all odds. They're trying to pull off some shit. And it's like, yeah, make it like some sort of ambiguous goal where it's not like they're not like trying to actively do something that's going to harm rebels or harm citizens or do whatever. But, you know, something that like it could be yeah, viewed something as like that kind of subverts your expectation, right? Where it's yeah. like, oh, these are imperial citizens. Like these are people who actually kind of appreciate us and they're being like. Yeah bombed by you know saboteurs by the rebels. or something yeah yeah just, you, you you yeah you you give us the the whole uh, fucking and the, the whole thing that they're trying andor, to be like oh the good guys right? are bad guys too i mean yeah, it's yeah. almost what they're doing with andor with uh what's his name's character yeah where you've got the intelligence officer and she's like really freaking cool and competent and then you've got like the dude who was security and like sticking his nose in things that everyone else is like, hey, stop it. You're going to get us in trouble. And then, I mean, who saves her at the end of the freaking show is like, he shows up and then like pulls her out of the fucking street. Where there's like blood in the streets. <laughs> and like, that's, it's just fucking cool. Yeah. But yeah, that's why you do this whole thing, and then yeah, right at the end, you like throw like you just throw some Jedi at him. You throw like a Soaker or someone. You're just like, oh shit! Like now, who like you make people feel torn. You make people like, okay, like who am I supposed to be rooting for here? You, you make it a very 
don't know. It, look, you and I sat here and what in like five, ten minutes we just came up with the entire a, a whole fucking we just wrote a whole plot for a fucking the banger of a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Disney should just hire us. Because like you don't even need I don't like what's the plot of saving Private Ryan? They show up on the beaches of Normandy mm-hmm. and then uh, it turns out that another dude who none of them know, like all three of his brothers have died or something like that. I can't really remember. Yep. And so he's like the last living son and it's like, oh, he has to like go back because he's the only son or whatever. Yeah. Um. And that's the that's the plot of the movie. Then it's just like the adventure of them going from point A to point B. When they get to point B, uh, he's like, "Oh, I can't leave. Like we're defending this spot, and if we lose this bridge, then like our entire force can get wiped out." And they're like, "Well, you have to live no matter what. So like we're gonna defend this, but if shit goes to hell, blow the bridge and leave." And that's what happens. Yeah, they all die so that he can live. Wild. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a great movie. I'd watch it. Yeah, it also makes sense with the name of the franchise, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like my favorite scenes in Rogue One. Right, is the beach fight at the end, where they mm-hmm. all know they're gonna die, but they they die f- for like a really meaningful kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. The scene I like most in this movie is that war scene where, like, it's showing you how, like, violent and destructive this is, but then it sticks in some stupid commentary where, you know, Han's like, uh, sir, aren't we the invaders? And you're like, oh, shut up. Like, look. Han's a rebel at heart. Like, that's the whole point of this movie is them going over and over and over again. Like, he's a free thinker. He's a rebel at heart. He keeps trying to rebel, you know? And you're like, but we already knew that about him. So there's no, like, growth in that character there, right? Like, his whole story arc in A New Hope is that he goes from being a smuggler who doesn't care about anything to being a willing participant in the rebellion. Whereas his arc in this is that he goes from incompetent thief who's trying to rebel against uh, all forms of authority into a guy who has his own ship and is trying to rebel against all forms of authority. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being silly. But ultimately, I I don't think this movie needed to exist. Nah. I think the real question is, for our Star Wars War movie, who is our main character going to be? Like, who's going to play our main character? Well, it depends, because, like, what era are we setting it in because if it's a clone wars thing then you just get four different voice actors oh no no, no. We're, we're going for we're going for stormtroopers we're going, going for, for stormtroopers yeah yeah scott eastwood 
<laughs> Actually, he was in a war movie that was really good. Damn, yeah, you know what? He'd be great. You've seen him, though? I don't think I have, but damn, yeah. He's got a fucking jawline that can cut diamonds. Oh, yeah. It says he was in Fast X. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, what? He was in a war movie? Was he in Dunkirk or something? No, it was like a Netflix war movie about some guys in Afghanistan. The Outpost 2020. Ah, uh, I haven't, I have not seen that. Scott Eastwood, Orlando Bloom, Caleb Landry Jones. Uh, a few other names you might recognize. The Outpost got good, good reviews, but a lot of his other movies have been absolute garbage, according to Rotten Tomatoes. He's got a lot of, st he's got a lot of stinkers on here. Like what, Pacific Rim Uprising? You don't like Pacific Rim 2? <laughs> uh, it got a 42%. The Longest Ride, a 31%. There, there's a movie on here, Dawn Patrol, 0%. Yeah, I feel like you can't blame the actor, though. That's fair. But see, we could, with this, when Disney hires us for this movie... Like, I'm looking at all these movies he's in, he's... In hardly any of them, the main, the lead, right? In yeah. the outpost, he was the lead. He he was the lead in Dawn Patrol. Now, granted, it has a zero percent review from the critics. What fucking year did Dawn Patrol come out? Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. But it's only got six reviews. Now, audience score is only an eleven percent. So, to be fair, kind of checks out. It says he was in Fury. Also got like no fucking reviews. Sergeant Miles and Fury. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in a while. I remember it being pretty good. Well, he was in Gran Torino with his with his father. Parent, dude, I can't believe that movie came out in two thousand eight. Yeah, that was a that was a minute ago. We were still in high school. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, says he was in Suicide Squad. Who was he in Suicide Squad? Lieutenant what? GQ. Oh, I don't know. Eddie something or other. I don't know. I think we get him. We get, uh, I, I was thinking, uh, Dakray Montgomery. Who's that? Uh, the dude from Stranger Things. How do you spell it? Uh, D-A-C-R-E Montgomery. He's an Australian actor. Oh, yeah. We we just get like this like all-star cast to play our, uh, our squad so of stormtroopers. Uh, Steven Yun. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think like how we can appeal to modern audiences. Uh, a female stormtrooper? Yeah, definitely. Who would make a good female stormtrooper? Ronda Rousey. Rupisha <laughs> 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 Nyong'o. No, because they'd be like, oh, you just made another uh, 
black stormtrooper. This is just like Finn, but a girl. That's what people would say. So we got to pick someone else. Um, oh, uh, what's her name? Um, from like uh, Rodriguez. What's her name, Rodriguez? Uh, uh, uh. I have no idea. You know, from like uh, Fast and Furious and. Oh, uh, dude, she'd be awesome. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She's like the heavy weapons expert. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah. yeah what is her What is her name? Um, Hold on. I got it. It's got to be here. She was in the original, right? Uh, Michelle. Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah she be she would be awesome. And Maya Hawk. <laughs> Maya Hawk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'd be down for Maya Hawk. She, she's a a love interest. Yeah. For someone, I don't know. You know what? Maya Hawk would be pretty badass. I feel like I feel like she could pull that shit off. Yeah. And then, then uh. A, a gristled, like, hard-ass lieutenant or something who would play that. Uh, I want an actor in, like, their 50s or 60s for that. And get her dad. Just, get, like just get, get Ethan Hawke to do it. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, I feel, I feel like he'd pull that shit off. Oh, no. Uh... Jeff Bridges. Oh, frick. What's his name? Uh, you know, from like Luther. Luther. Um, fuck. Uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. And, and he doesn't wear the stormtrooper armor. He's always in the, uh, like commander, like clothing set. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got our cast right there. <laughs> You know, time time to send. We just let's let's send out some some feelers. You know, send out some emails to some management. <laughs> yeah. Somehow we got to figure out how to make it female led though. So one of uh, like Michelle Rodriguez would have to be the lead somehow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, that'd be such a badass movie. Yeah. Because you're thinking about all those characters, and you're like, how do these people even fit together? Like, you're Their interested squad. just in the casting, because you're like, these people are so different from each other. Yeah. God, I wish that was a movie now. I'm, like, legitimately a little frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> it, Yeah. I'd I'd go I'd pay to see that probably four times, maybe five. Who's the guy that made all of the uh, DC stuff until recently? Uh, you talking about James? Is that James Gunn? No, before James Gunn. Oh, uh, Snyder, Zack Snyder, right? 
Yeah. Little things Have like the Snyder Cut. His movie that's coming, or I think it's a two-parter that's coming out. Uh, no. So he had written up <clears throat> a script or movie kind of thing for Star Wars. And he'd been in talks with them about it mm-hmm. and ultimately got shot down because he wanted to make an, an R-rated Star Wars movie. And yeah. I think Lucasfilm said, over our dead body. Uh, so he has made a movie that's coming out apparently December 22nd, 2023, called Rebel Moon. Have you heard about this? No. So just going off the Wikipedia page here, uh, isn't... Rebel Moon, also known as Rebel Moon Part 1, is an upcoming American epic space opera film directed by Zack Snyder from a screenplay he he co-wrote with Kurt Johnstad and Shay Hatton based on a story he also created. Uh, It's going to be distributed by Netflix. It features an ensemble cast that features Sophia Boutella, Charlie Hunnam, uh, I think it's Michelle, Michelle, Quisman, I don't know. Uh, Jimon Honsu, Duna oh, Bay, yeah. Ray Fisher, uh, Cleopatra Coleman, Jenna Malone, Fra Free. I there's no way I said that right. Fra Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins is in this. Yeah, see, I'm I'm sold. This, uh, this got me intrigued. Here's the premise: in a universe controlled by the corrupt government of the Mother World. The moon of Velt is threatened by the forces of the Imperium. The army of the Motherworld controlled by Regent Belisarius. Korra, a former member of the Imperium who seeks redemption for her past in the leadership of the oppressive government, tasks herself to recruit warriors from across the galaxy to make a stand against the Motherworld's forces before they return to the planet. Like, it's it sounds very... Star Warsy, yeah, and I'm interested to see how it actually plays out. Um, I think there is a trailer out for this, uh, or at least a teaser trailer. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's a teaser out for it, and I'm pretty sure there's. I don't know if they're allowed to call them lightsabers, but there's like lightsabers in it, so laser swords, laser swords. Nope. Curious to see how that uh how that goes. But yeah. Well sweet. God, listen so. to this, listen to the names of the characters though. Uh Korra, General Titus, Kai, Gunner, Tarek, uh, Nemesis, a cyborg a cyborg swordmaster, Darian Bloodaxe, Devra Bloodaxe. These names are cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you like uh, Zack Snyder as a movie maker? Um, I see nothing really comes to mind, like off rip. When you say his name, so I'm just kind of like, eh, maybe. Oh yeah, fuck yeah then yeah. That's uh, right. I forgot he did Man that. Man of Steel. Uh, never saw it. I haven't seen, like, any DC movies. I'm just... Meh. Yeah. Oh, he did Watchmen. Uh, 
Sucker Punch. So this is one, yeah, I was about to mention Sucker Punch because I'm in, definitely in the minority of people who watch Sucker Punch. I freaking love that movie. Yeah. I think I ever really watched it and paid attention to it. My little sister was like obsessed with that movie for a while. Yeah, I mean, she was a little edgelord, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> that's another movie that I feel like the overall story, a lot of people would be like, the overall story for this is not good, but I'd be like, actually, it's very fun. <laughs> Um, it's just one of those like Hamlet kind of things where it's like oh there's like a story within a story within a story going on here yeah um, a lot of discussion on roles and role playing like characters and reality you know they're like there's a lot of the conversation about that going on in that movie um I really like. It. I would highly recommend it. Uh, most people probably won't like it though. Yeah. God, there's a trench warfare scene in that movie too. Now that I think about it. Hmm. Well, I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, I think we've also been going for like. We're, we're coming now. yeah we're coming up on two hours so i mean hey we we came in with like next to nothing and, and we really talking for way longer than we thought we would yeah uh, yeah an hour 40 good god shit all right well that'll be it for this week uh again if you want to yell at us about whether or not people with dwarfism shouldn't be allowed to play dwarves uh you can email us at cryptidworksofficial at gmail.com and i will uh most likely talk about it in the next episode or whenever you want to do that yeah and uh if you want to help fund our star wars war movie passion project please subscribe to our patreon um it, if you do we'll be giving you some credits in the credits of the film when it yeah, gets you, produced we'll finally the first person to join will give them an executive producer <laughs> <laughs> yes yep um god what else uh a uh, uh, big shout out and thank you to uh carl casey once again for yes, once allowing again. us to use music this by music. carl casey at white bad audio book him up good shit um okay bye bye i love you <laughs>